0: This is the Friday, September 1, 2023 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. Spec funds sales were too much to overcome in the trade this week as corn joined all three wheat markets suffering in more than just the heat. For the week, the nearby wheat contract lost 26 cents, while December corn subtracted 7 cents. The soybean complex benefited earlier in the week from hot and dry conditions while the crop faltered. The November contract sold off 19 cents on the week, and December meal fell 1540 per ton. December cotton expanded by 264 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, October class three milk futures added 27 cents. The livestock market was mixed. October cattle declined to $1.03. October feeders gained 67 cents and the October lean hog contract rallied by 322 in the currency markets. The U.S. dollar index added 18 ticks, October crude oil improved 573 per barrel, COMEX Gold expanded 2640 per ounce and the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index increased just over 14 points to settle at 597.70. Joining us now, Senior Market Analyst. John Roach. Hey, John. Thanks, Paul. Wheat, all three (laughs) tough, tough times. If I keep looking at these lows and this trend, eventually we have to hit bottom, right? When is well, that going to happen? <laughs> well, eventually we will. For sure we will. We've had a buy
1: signal on wheat, I think we're up to 18 days now, so I mean we've already gone down into the technical support area where the market should uh, find buyers. But, but what we're finding instead is speculative funds willing to sell and very few over on the buy side really willing to buy very much. Uh, keep in mind that w- what we have going on in Ukraine and Russia, the, the, the biggest exporters of the world are right now uh, really having a difficult time being able to make any exports. Uh, Russia is restricted by uh, most all of the peace-loving nations and uh, Ukraine has shipping problems. So if anybody buys from Russia or Ukraine, they're buying at a discount. And that's holding the whole world price level at a discount, in my opinion. And, and my hope is that, that, that we get past that, but at the moment we don't have that on the horizon at all. And those people that are buying from Russia are big buyers. Oh, of course, but they're are the, the it's the uh, Iran and, and China and others in the world that uh, that are willing to do business with whomever, what in re, regardless of what the U.S. says.
0: All right, let's talk domestic producers who are looking at a at a down market, looking at a dry conditions in their fields. You thinking changing any crop planning? in the wheat belt in the United States right now for next year? Uh,
1: perhaps. I mean we may well see some people shift back away from wheat. We had some, some, some movement back into wheat this year. We could maybe see it move back out a little bit. Uh, we certainly did better in, in, uh, uh, in the hard red winter a- wheat area with some of the corn plantings than we did with the wheat. And so uh, there's sure a sure possibility of that. Uh, but uh, uh, at the moment um, uh, I, I wouldn't look for any real big change in acreage. Do you have a price target down? No, I really don't. I, I, I never know. I mean, you, you, you know, the market the funds will continue to sell and follow the trend. You know, there's the old adage, the trend is your friend. And we, we say that, but, but they literally do that. If the market's trending down, they're going to continue to sell in, until the buying overwhelms their selling. And uh, I don't think that's very far away. And so we think this is a, a market to be buying in. As I said, we've had a buy signal on for coming up on 20 days. So, so these are places where you make purchase, but understand we don't really have a reason to turn and
0: go higher tomorrow. So we don't have a reason for people to go from one end of the boat to the other yet,
1: <laughs> which well, I've heard the, you the, say before. <laughs> the, the farmers are in the boat that they're holding on to
0: inventory right now.
1: Okay. And I think you just have to stay in that boat if that's okay. your position as a wheat farmer.
0: Spec funds also controlling corn right now. Weather be darned. Is yeah, that right? The corn market is a,
1: has another couple things going on. First of all, the open interest is not as big as normal, and so with a smaller open interest, uh, you have to look at the players and the and the users. Are not anxious to go out and buy a, a substantial amount of inventory until we get into harvest and 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 they see a crop that's coming on and so they're they're reluctant to buy. Farmers are in a position where they really don't want to sell anything, uh, and those who've bought have already been stung with margin calls enough that they're they're not really coming in. And so the spec funds, even though they're not trading in huge volumes, it's enough to just put pressure on the market and hold it under pressure and it's going to continue that way until the trend turns higher. Now you ask about wheat, are we making a bottom in wheat? I think we are making the bottom in corn. Uh, We had the Farm Progress Show in Illinois this week and uh, we've made the bottom uh, several times during that time frame because that's when the August 31st deferred pricing contracts or delayed pricing contracts, many of them got priced through this week uh, because they came to their deadlines. And so that's about as big of a of a whoosh of of inventory moving into the market that you're going to have until we finally get into harvest and harvest is
0: still a couple of weeks away. So I think the corn market's bottoming here. Well, okay, corn harvest about to start um, in your area where you were at with the farm progress show that's an area we've heard is, is drier and harvest is starting? Did you see many machines in the field down there?
1: I uh, Didn't see any other than at the farm progress, okay. and, and, um, and what was reported to me, the field that they harvested right next to the, to the at 195 bushels an acre. I talked to the farmer that uh, the that farm he was on, and uh, he expected 200 when they went to the field. I think it was 87day corn, so it was really mm. So really,
0: those numbers are not as frightening as some as we've heard from other people. A lot of variability in the crop. Well, you mentioned DP. I want to get a little detailed question. Bradley in Nebraska submitted this one this week and I always like to hear what Bradley has to say. He asks you, John, how much of this week's corn sell-off was managed money and how much of it was commercial hedging as farmers are forced to price DP contracts and have terms expiring at the end of August? Pretty much what you just said, right?
1: It's exactly right. I'm not sure what percentage falls in each camp, but if you add the two of those two percentages together, that's going to be, I think, ninety percent of what got sold this week.
0: There's okay. I want to go back to the harvest low, possibly that's in or the low. Uh, We've seen in the last ten years rallies anywhere from what thirty cents to a dollar thirty after the harvest low comes in, is, do you expect mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. to follow a pattern somewhere in there?
1: Well, I think the market will have some rally uh, once we finally get the crop put away. Um, but right now what we're all waiting for are the first combines that go in the field, as you said, that it's going to start because we want to see what their combine monitor says. We want to see what are those yields. And and uh, and I talked to one farmer at Farm he said, I think the needle's going to bounce from the far left to the far right on his farm. I mean, there's that much variability. And, and so we want to hear some numbers and then once we hear some numbers, okay, now we'll be able to, to start looking out for. There's a possibility we've heard enough of this crop mm-hmm. that we've changed the fundamentals. That's the possibility. Is it real? I don't know. Uh, no, I'll know when I see combine man- monitors.
0: Will you know in beans that if this late rally, uh, late heat has done damage to the bean crop?
1: In two or three weeks, we're going to same, start. And, same story. Same story. Because we, we just don't know. And, and when I would try to pin a farmer down and say, well, what do you think's really out there? In your, I mean, they really just don't know. This is such an unusual growing season for so many people. And so it's uh, it makes it really dicey. And the possibility here is we could change the fundamentals enough that we could have a much bigger market than we think we have with the current fundamentals. But, but bear in mind, again, where are you at in the canoe? And if you're if you're a corn producer now's not a time to sell you've already've you've got crop insurance that you're protected if it goes on down your crop insurance will protect you if it goes up your crop insurance will shrink but you'll end up basically the same number of dollars the problem happens if you do something and you sell your crop and then the price goes up and the insurance um, uh, with the prop, price goes up, it's not a problem. Uh, 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 if um, let me let me start over here. If you sell your crop and then the price goes up, uh, and then your insurance payment is less and, and it doesn't cover. So your your only thing you can do right now, if you're a farmer with corn, is be patient and wait a little bit.
0: With respect to beans, uh, you had a sell signal on. For we had much a sell signal on beans, yeah. But do you see that there's what's going to get that signal back? The self signal? Yeah. Um, we, dis- we lost it. Right, and right. So, so we're going to have
1: to have some kind of, of concern on the supply side or uh, a continuation of better than expected demand to change the big numbers. If you look at the last USDA report, the world ending stocks on beans are the biggest they've ever been and it's a huge big increase compared to where we've been. Now that's going to change according to the U.S. crop, going to change according to world usage. But at the moment the forecast is big surpluses of beans coming. And so we've been uh, relatively willing sellers on beans. Our recommendation has been to get get half sold of your new crop. We started
0: some time ago but we've made more sales again this week. In the livestock sector there's some technical things that are flashing. In cattle specifically it looks like there may be a bear trend starting to set in. Do you buy that? We have sell signals,
1: uh, we're selling into it. We don't think really that the market's ready to fall apart. We, I can't point that to things in the cattle market, the cash market that are so frightening that, that, uh, that I think we're ready to give up and start to go down. Um, but uh, we certainly have a difficult time moving much higher. I mean we're in a sideways kind of a pattern here and, um, and we're at very high price levels and this could sure be the top at any time. Um, uh, but we really don't yet have those fundamentals put together. Uh, the cattle are very profitable coming out of the feedlot right now. People aren't holding them any longer. They just move them as quickly as they can get to those profit levels uh, and, uh, uh, and that keeps your supply under control. Our economy continues to kind of percolate along. So the high price steak restaurants are still full, but that, that could have a change out ahead too, depending on economic conditions. So there's some things out there to be concerned about, but we're not really saying that it's over yet. But uh, be cautious if you're on the buy, buy side of this thing and keep your hedge protection in if you're putting cattle in a feedlot. Well,
0: yeah, the feeder then, um, that looked like maybe we've gone, who knows how much longer that rally should have lasted. Just when you thought it was over it rallied again. Did it again. Hmm. Where is that steam coming from in the feeder market then? Well, it's a, it's
1: called availability. I mean, and in the, in the and when a, in a, in a cattle feeder takes cattle off the, out of the feedlot that make two or $300 a head, it's awful hard not to go put more cattle into the feedlot, particularly if you think this is going to be one of these peak markets, you just want to have cattle if that's the business that you're yeah. in. And so it's, it, it's hard to not
0: buy the feeders. Hogwise, what are you seeing there? Because again, it looks on a chart that the bear might be lurking. Maybe, but the pork prices
1: are too cheap. Uh, in my opinion, uh, hog uh, prices compared to beef prices compared to pork prices, there's too great of a variance there. And so, we think the demand will, will start to pick back up, particularly if the economy starts to struggle a little bit in here. And remember, we still have a lot of people out there that are on the lower side of the economic uh, scale, and and beef is out of their budget completely. And so, and so, and pork is very competitive.
0: Always something. Uh, to talk about with you and we'll get your thoughts on cotton in Market Plus. So hold tight, John. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. We will keep John here for a minute because we're going to pause our analysis. We'll continue our discussion about these markets in our Market Plus segment. I have a number of questions ready from all of you. You can find both analysis and plus on our website of MarketToMarket.org. We do enjoy hearing from you and here is how you can do that. Send an email to market at iowapbs.org. That inbox is available around the clock. Next week, we are going to look at how duck producers are hitting economic curveballs. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.